Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today, we have a massive 10-game slate, not the little four-game slate that we had last night that I thought was a pretty fun slate, but a massive 10-game slate today on March 6th, Friday. I hope you all are having a great start to your day. Let's get right into this video today. So today's sponsor is going to be Fantasy Draft, and it's Rake Free DFS, and they're going to run a contest. Their main contest to pick and roll, usually a $25 buy-in. They asked me to run a contest probably via YouTube, the podcast, and Twitter. So we're going to be able to enter via Twitter. Uh, I'll be posting a tweet shortly after you hear this, if not already by the time that you're listening, depending on when you listen. And a couple of people will be able to get a $25 entry into that contest. Not for tonight, because the contest has to run, but for an upcoming, possibly by tomorrow, definitely within a few days. So be sure to check out my Twitter. It'll be a pinned tweet, at DFS. Pretty much all you'll be asked to do at that point is probably follow Fantasy Draft, probably like or retweet the tweet, and then leave whatever the prompt is. Um, Still be thinking of that, but be sure to check it out. Fantasy Draft, rake-free DFS. If you're somebody who plays cash or lower stakes, you should be getting your money out of the $1 head-to-heads and $1 single entries over on DraftKings and put them in first to Fantasy Draft where you're going to make 15 to 20 to 30% lifetime more money because of the rake, the percentage that the site takes off the top. That is 0% at Fantasy Draft. So be sure to enter that contest. Be sure to check out my Patreon exclusive content. We've gone live this week on Tuesday and Thursday. Hopefully you were able to catch the show for the NBA. I'm not going to be doing that every single day. I'm just a one-man show here, and I'm covering a lot of other sports, and it takes a lot of time to uh, be able to prep and go live for that time. And obviously, um, it's also a, a treat to have Patreon, I would say, as the exclusive content. Um, and not sharing that every single day live, but I will be going live probably one to two times a week, um, similar fashion how we did yesterday. So be sure to have that notification bell on here on YouTube. If you're on a podcast version, be sure to hit the subscribe button over there so you get um, to be able to join the community. But then also head over to YouTube, hit that notification bell and the subscribe button. We are quickly approaching less than 400 people till 20,000. So if I could get a little more of a bump, if you enjoy my content, please sign in, whatever it takes, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you are indeed listening on your second Gmail account, whatever it might be. But I do have Patreon exclusive content, the projections, the um, updated interest pools, all of that for the NBA. XFL tiers and rankings are going to go out today. PGA podcast exclusive and data sheet each week. So check all that out. That is in season right now. Link down below. So starting with the injury news, and we've got a lot. We've got right now, I think, 18 pieces of injury news, but there's even some other ones that might be fishy, and it's a 10-game slate, so you're going to get a ton. And sadly, it happens to be on a Friday, so um, I would say me saying I'm looking forward to 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock updating projections tonight uh, would be a complete lie. Uh, But starting in Brooklyn for uh, Garrett Temple is going to be out with an ankle. In Boston, Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown are both going to be out here. Gordon Hayward with the knee, Jalen Brown with the hamstring. You still have, it seems, Kemba active, ready to go. Seems like the last night was just... Last game was just a rest day for him built in on a back-to-back. Um, this season, if you were to take Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown off the court and just look at fantasy point per minute production, you have Jason Tatum leading the way in 491 minutes with a 1.39 fantasy point per minute rate. You have Kemba Walker in 220 minutes with a 1.35 fantasy point per minute rate. If you go down to Marcus Smart in 280 minutes, only a 0.84, so not much of a change for Marcus Smart. I currently don't have Tatum or Kemba on the early interest on the next sheet, but you can be assured on a 10-game slate where I'll have a 60-player player pool to start today that they're going to be in there. Um, so massive, massive uptakes for Jason Tatum, who in a lot of that time was not even playing with Kemba, and then obviously Kemba. Um, so if I, if I was to throw, so let's, let's do this this way to help you out real quickly. Um, if I was to throw Kemba on the court 
uh, when these guys are off to see what happens with Jason Tatum and Kemba's rates because I imagine they're going to be playing a lot together today just based on the different types of rotations. You're not going to get a ton of minutes there, but it ends up being Kemba 1.35 fantasy points per minute and Tatum still at a 1.31 rate. So these guys are extremely high usage even when they're on the court together with no Hayward and um, Brown today. So both Tatum and Kemba are going to look good. It's just a matter of minutes for Kemba and it's just a matter of if you want to pay the extremely premium price point for a player who is now seemingly over the last two weeks without a doubt the last two weeks he has been a superstar in Jason Tatum. In Dallas, lots of injury news. Dorian Finney-Smith, Luka, Tim Hardaway Jr., and J.J. Barrett, all questionable. Obviously, the main one would be Luka here. If he was to miss, I don't even care that Kristaps price point. Porzingis is up. You play him. Um, but keep an eye on all these guards. Hardaway Jr. has been playing 32-plus minutes. Barrett has been playing in the low to mid-teens. They have Dorian Finney-Smith playing around 30 minutes. There's a lot of minutes to go around here in Dallas. If indeed any of these guys were to miss, it gives bumps to the Delon Wrights, the Seth Currys, the Maxi Klebers, a bunch of those players. In Indiana, you have Malcolm Brogdon, doubtful today with a hip. You have TJ Warren, Doug McDermott, and Victor Oladipo, all questionable. So again, lots of injuries here. Brogdon seems to be doubtful with a hip. That likely means that Aaron Murray is going to get the start against, or Aaron Murray. Uh, it likely means that Aaron Holiday is going to get, to get the start against the banged up Chicago backcourt um, as their frontcourt gets healthier, but also keep an eye on Oladipo. It would be a bump for him if Brogdon's out. It's his percentage and overall usage. Uh, Doug McDermott, TJ Warren. Warren would be a bump as well. It would probably open up more minutes for Justin Holiday, TJ McConnell. So McConnell and Holiday are both in play now that Brogdon's out and it only gets better if Warren and or Oladipo are out. In New York, just Mitchell Robinson is questionable with a hamstring. Missed the last game and you saw Bobby Portis Jr. play 30 minutes. So if Mitchell Robinson is out against OKC, I'll go right back to Bobby Portis Jr. with some interest. Orlando, Evan Fournier is questionable with an elbow. Keep a close eye on that. If Fournier is out, you might see Terrence Ross enter the rotation or they might just throw somebody random in there like a Gary Clark. But either way, it should help. Um, it should help Terrence Ross. It should also help a situation where you might see DJ Augustine finally start, and then he could see minutes in the upper 20s, which would be really nice for his price point. DeAndre Ayton is out with an ankle and no timetable to return. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know if this news came out of nowhere and DraftKings wasn't ready for it, but Aaron Baines, who's been playing backup center for anywhere from 11 to 14 minutes a game over the last month since he's been healthy, behind DeAndre Ayton, is the flat $3,000 today. I, I, I could be getting this situation wrong, but DeAndre Ayton, without a timetable to return, I assume that means he's out today. <laughs> the only backup, Check Diallo is also on the roster, so he should move into the backup center. So just keep a close eye on who starts between Check Diallo and Baines. I assume it's Baines in a fine matchup against Portland, and he's only $3,000 flat. Uh, DraftKings shot the ball on this one. Cameron Johnson also is going to be out with an illness for Phoenix, so it gets even better in the fact that now you're going to have um, just a, a lot more minutes for a guy like McCall Bridges, a lot more minutes locked in for Dario Sarge, which just means even more minutes at the center for, um, for Aaron Baines. In San Antonio, you're going to have Marcus Aldridge out again with the shoulder. Marco Bellinelli, I believe, is out with an illness. And then Ish Smith in Washington is out with a hamstring. Ish Smith being out just helps Shabazz Napier play. I'm probably going to project him for around 28 minutes today. Gives him upside. Jerome Robinson should see a lot more minutes who started the last game. Aldridge being out obviously is a huge bump up for a guy like DeMar DeRozan. I mean, we've been looking at these spurs without Aldridge on the court for a little while now. And you could also take Jacopoto off too, but we'll take Aldridge, the, the main usage guy, the bigger minutes guy off the court. And you just end up getting DeMar DeRozan's price point dropping continuously, even though he's playing solid uh, with no DeRozan, with no Aldridge on the court this year in 549 minutes. All, uh, DeMar DeRozan is averaging 1.29 fantasy points per minute. DeJounte Murray in 439 minutes is averaging 1.17 fantasy points per minute. Patty Mills, surprisingly, in 770 minutes, 0.99, very productive player all around, and now you have no Aldridge on the court, so maybe a couple extra minutes in a rotation if they go small. 
We'll head right over to the early interest, and I'll just let you know once again about the fantasy draft giveaway. If you want to head over to my Twitter at SalvageDFS, hit me with a follow over there. I'll also try and post the, the giveaway to the fantasy draft down below in the comments um, on YouTube in the in the description, as well as on the podcast. So I'll get that post up uh, bright and early in the morning as this one uploads. Be sure to check that out. Uh, it, it, they are each valued at $25. They're picking a roll contest. It's a ticket to that. Uh, so you can get in there. It'll be very easy, as simple as just heading over to Twitter and, and clicking a few buttons, pretty much. Uh, also, you can check out the Patreon projections. They're going to pop up right now in the YouTube video. Uh, if you're on the podcast, you can check those out. Everything is linked down below in the description, as well as some free strategy guides, as well as free play, $10 free play and super draft, as well as 100% deposit bonus on drafters. All of those uh, benefits linked down below if you're interested in checking them out. So this is a really difficult slate in terms of the payup options today. Um, it's a 10-game slate, so there's obviously a ton of them. We have to see what happens with Lucas' status. He's he's the most expensive at 11300 for a good reason. Can't believe this guy was $10,000 flat like a week ago. Just unreal drafting his pricing. But they actually got it right, it seems, today for the payup options at least. Like there's a lot of guys. I mean, right now, you factor in Towns being out, but five guys above $10,000 today. But then guys above $9,700, you can add in an extra three, starting at Damian Lillard. So it is a lot of payoff options, a lot of good options, but you can't obviously have them all today. So where do players stand out? Well, right now, the ones that I'm putting on this sheet, and there's going to be more of these players in my player pool, of course. I'm not just playing 20. I'm not just playing 19 players on a 10-game slate. But I think Bradley Beal at the top stands out, and also Trey Young on the opposite side of that 9,900. So those are the two that I put on the list here, as well as Anthony Davis at 9,800. Here's two deep. Too cheap of a price point for what should be a close game. Potential finals matchup if the Lakers can get by the Clippers and if Milwaukee can get by Boston. Um, But it seems that Anthony Davis, if he's going to play 35 minutes tonight at a fantasy point or 1.4 fantasy points per minute, it seems like a pretty strong matchup. But the guys up top are the ones that really uh, appeal to me. I actually really like what I'm seeing for this matchup between um, Washington and Atlanta. I mean, if you just look at it on paper, it's it's two of the worst defenses in the league. It'll be two of the faster paced teams in the league. If you want to just look at what's happening over the last two weeks in terms of defense compared to the season, um, worst defenses on the season, Washington ranks dead last in points per allowed per 100. So allowing people to score at will, Atlanta ranks 28th, third worst. So these two teams are in the bottom three, Washington being dead last um, in defense. These teams have improved, though, over the last 10 games. Washington ranks 22nd in points per game. Again, it's it's nothing crazy. Their, their average still, if you factor that, is still like 26 out of 30 teams. And you still get uh, Atlanta ranking 25th. So two terrible defenses. Uh, but with, what you get is just Trey Young, a player right now who is um, clicking on all cylinders, a player who obviously is not going to contribute to that defense, but ranks in the top one percentile for usage rate at 38.6%, top one percentile in assist percentage up there with the LeBron James and the Luka Dantich of the world at 42.3%, might be the assist leader by the end of all of this. It's a really good spot for Trey. Trey is obviously going to live and die on his three-point shooting, but he's going to continue to chuck. Shoots from three 42% of the time. Does not get to the rim all that much, but that's on his game, just 21% of the time getting to the rim. And then you get a guy like Bradley Beal, who is doing the complete opposite that he has done really in his whole career. And it's probably because this is his first, last year was like his first full year as the guy, but it seems like this is the one where he kind of developed himself and learned that he has to be the guy because he's driving more than he ever has in his career. He's finishing at the rim 32% of the time. He's finishing in the short mid-range 19% of the time. So over 50% of his shots are coming within a few feet of the basket. That's fantastic. He's only shooting 33% of the time from three, but he's taking on a very John Wall-esque form in terms of driving a ton, not shooting a lot from three, and but at the same time, still shooting about a third of your shots. They're not shooting 40, 45 like Trey Young, and he's becoming very efficient. He's becoming a player who can score at will. So in a matchup with the two worst defenses in the league, pretty much, give me Beal, give me Trey Young today. Anthony Davis seems fine as well. 
Hassan Whiteside at 9100 versus Phoenix, a Phoenix team that is going to be starting Aaron Baines at center and Czech Diallo backing him up with Dario Saric at the four with McCall Bridges backing him up. Yeah, it seems like a nice spot for Hassan Whiteside. His multiplier and super draft today dropped from 1.2 in the last game to 1.1 today, so harder to like him. But Devin Booker on all sites today, $8,400 on DraftKings, not on the fan, fantasy draft slate. Uh, but then you get 1.35x multiplier for Devin Booker today over on super draft. And that looks really strong because you have no... Um, because you, you just have no, today you have no uh, Aiton on the floor. So um, his name was slipping my mind there, but you have no Aiton on the floor. And if you just take off the Andre Aiton, it's obviously not going to affect like usage rates that much for Booker, but it's going to affect fantasy point per minute production. With no Aiton on the court this season, Rubio and Booker both have a 1.15 fantasy point production, fantasy point per minute rate. Um, that's clearly very good. It doesn't really change much for Booker. It changes a little bit of an uptick for Ricky Rubio. The biggest factor, though, is that it's going to just add a ton for the guys behind them. Um, when Aiton's off the court, you're probably getting a lot more usage for Aaron Baines, $3,000 today. Check the Diallo some backup minutes. So I do like Booker today. He should have overall great usage. I mean, he's a player this year that it continues each and every week to just take on more usage since the beginning of the season. 30.5% ranks in the top three percentile. Uh, 28.3% assist percentage ranks in the top two percentile in this league. And then when you just look at his shot chart, it's everything that you like to see. Currently 52 or 53% of his shots coming from at the rim or the short mid-range. And then you're getting around 30% of his shots from three. I do like Booker. Jimmy Butler, um, he's on all the sites today. I prefer him probably on Fantasy Draft at 14,500, but gets the 1.35x multiplier over on Superdraft. It seems very similar to a couple of other guys that we're going to talk about for me. He'll grade out very good as they play on all these sites, but the Marjorie Rosen at 7,200, I'm going to project him against Brooklyn today for close to a 1.3, probably 1.25 fantasy point per minute production. I'm going to give him around 35 minutes. So I actually prefer DeRozan on Superdraft, the same multiplier as Jimmy Butler. Um, I think Devin Booker and DeRozan look like really strong plays over there, both getting a 1.35x multiplier. I think DeRozan is my favorite DraftKings play of those three mentioned between Booker, Butler, and DeRozan. Ricky Rubio at 7,100, teammate who gets a slight bump with Aiton off the court from 1.12 fantasy points per minute to 1.15. He's okay. He's probably the guy like the least in this range just because of the price point coming up. A 1.55x multiplier, though, I should call out on SuperDraft. Looks very good. Probably the best play for him. Karis LeVert at $7,000 flat. I'm going to keep going back to Karis LeVert. I mean, we can keep giving uh, the updates on what's happening with the Nets here, obviously, since there's been no, um, and really, at this point, since he got hurt a month ago, you can just go from the past month, and if you go from the past month and you take it to, like, the 5th of, of February, you'll get the numbers without um, without Kyrie on the court. So what you end up getting there is 392 minutes for Karis LeVert, a 1.29 fantasy point per minute produ- production. Spencer Dimity, 375 minutes, so the difference of literally like 18 minutes, and he has a 1.15 fantasy point per minute. So a huge, huge uptick in terms of the production that Karis LeVert can draw. And then you still have Spencer Dimity more expensive than Karis LeVert and right around his price point for some odd reason. You get Karis LeVert rocking a 32.2% usage rate when Dimity's only rocking a 25.7. So definitely Karis LeVert over Dimity for me. But if you're going to tell me that this guy's averaging 1.3 fantasy points per minute, and I'm not going to project him at that today, but against San Antonio is a fine matchup. I'll probably project him for 1.2 or so, probably give him around 32 to 34 minutes. He's going to look really good at 7,000. And we obviously know he has a ceiling after dropping 50 less than a week ago, but he has a major ceiling on him just because of the fact that he's going to be the most productive player on the court. Nowhere near the 1.5 Kyrie Irving type of production, but he's also no price nowhere near that as well. Marcus Smart at 6,500. 
I think Jason Tatum at 10K flat will be low owned today. So maybe more of a contrarian GPP play. I think Kemba's minutes are a little bit shaky. So at 7,600, if we get told that he's going to have no minutes on it, and I can project him for 34, well, then great. But it's a little bit difficult to really think that will happen because he's been banged up all year long. They're literally two to three weeks away from the garbage time of the NBA season to when the postseason starts. So it seems like he might ride out a minutes limit for the rest of the year. But Marcus Smart, yeah, he laid a stinker in the last game, but he's going to play 34 minutes or so in this one. He's going to average around a 0.85 fantasy point per minute production. Um, one of the guys I don't like the most on this list, but he'll be in a player pool. Colby White, I'll continue to love Colby White. I, I really can't say anything bad about Colby White at this point. Um, the guy's just an absolute stud. Had him projected for 37 fantasy points last time. He hit the number right on, or he hit it right on the number with 37 fantasy points. You do get Laurie Marketing back. He's been on a minutes limit. You're getting Otto Porter returning. You're getting Wendell Carter. All these guys getting ramped up for minutes limits, but it's still just so hard to ignore what Colby White's doing. In 153 minutes over the last month without Zach Levine, he's averaging 1.34 fantasy points per minute. That's unreal. And then his usage rate right now is 32% in 153 minutes. Let's just put Zach Levine on the court over the last month, right? We can even put him on the court, who's a clear, crazy usage player. Even when Zach Levine on the court, Colby White is still averaging 1.17 fantasy points per minute in 318 minutes over the last month of the season. And his usage rate is around 27%. Colby White is around an $8,000 player. Yes, I said it, 7,500 maybe. So at 6,300, he's way too cheap. 1.65x multiplier in Superdraft. I love it. DeJounte Murray averages 1.17 fantasy points per minute with Aldridge off the court, 5,800. Give him 28 minutes today. Looks good. Thad Young. Thad Young, now that you have Laurie Markkinen, Otto Porter, all these players starting to continue, Wendell Carter to continue to get minutes. He's slowly becoming a worse play. But at 5,600, it's still cheap enough. This might be one of the last days we could use Thad Young and feel good about it. Um, if you get told today that there's no minutes limit for Otto Porter, there's no minutes limit for Carter, and maybe there's an increase, there's no minutes limit for Markkinen, then Thad Young becomes much worse because he's going to start losing minutes and not playing 30 plus. Mike Conley at 5,400 just looks like a fine play. The multiplier is nice on Super Draft of 1.75x, but not really all that interested. I think Fantasy Draft is your best play on Mike Conley at 10,100. Shabazz Napier at 5,100. Again, Noah Schmidt today um, has not been productive as of late, but if you give him 26 to 28 minutes in a matchup against Atlanta today, it's going to pop any shooting guard eligible on DraftKings. Bobby Porter's only in play for me today at 4,500 if Mitchell Robinson is out. And if he is out, well, that's a really good spot for Porter's who should play. Played 30 minutes in the last one. If he starts, he's out projecting for around 28, uh, and he'll look really good there uh, all across the board. Fantasy draft probably the best play at 8,500, but looks really good. Mo Wagner at 3,900. Yeah, I'm going to give him 24 minutes. Maybe 22 minutes, but only if Thomas Bryant is out. Uh, he obviously got it done in just 19 minutes last time out. That's what he can do. And now he has one of the best matchups that you could have against an Atlanta team that is still without Dwayne Dedman, still without Clint Capella. Patty Mills at 3,400 for San Antonio. Averages 0.99 fantasy points per minute with LaMarcus Aldridge off the court. Looks like a fine value. And then Aaron Baines. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe somebody will put it in the comments and say, oh, no, Aiton's going to play. But the news that I'm reading right now on my screen to the right of me is that Aaron, uh, is that DeAndre Aiton is out without the timetable to return. There is no Cam Johnson today, who is a power forward. It's going to be Dario Sarge continuing to start at the four with McCall Bridges backing, uh, and, and McCall Bridges starting at the three with no Kelly Oubre. Um, they don't have much bodies left on this team. It's Aaron Baines at the backup center and then Cech Diallo. So Aaron Baines today, ladies and gentlemen, is $3,000 flat. He has a 1.9x multiplier in Superdraft. Both of those numbers look really appealing for me for a guy who is a productive player this season. Um, if you just want to look at Aaron Baines on the year's numbers, I'll pull those up right now. But in terms of just fantasy points per minute production, you get a very productive player. And 
this is just with DeAndre Ayton on the court. So you're just getting an overall fantasy point per minute production. Look at Aaron Baines. He's a 0.99 fantasy point per minute producer in 830 minutes this year. Obviously, a lot of those minutes are impacted because or they're lower because he's been injured and was injured for around a month to two months of the season. If you were to take off DeAndre Ayton in 777 minutes, without DeAndre Ayton on the court, which is most of Aaron Baines' minutes. He is exactly a 1.00 fantasy point per minute producer. I'm not sure if they're going to give him a full 30 minutes tonight. They were giving him big minutes in the start of the year when Ayton was suspended. But even if I give Baines like 26 minutes today, he's going to pop at $3,000 flat as a center. Um, you can give him 20, and that's the lowest possible number since they need the bodies. Yeah, I mean, the only centers on this roster right now are Cech Diallo, who's going to play probably as a backup center, but is more expensive than Baines. But again, Baines has been playing ahead of him. Um, they've, they've really been playing the same amount, I guess you can say, but Baines has been playing ahead of him in the rotation. And then Tariq Owens, who hasn't really played all that much, gets a couple of minutes here and there. He is more of a power forward who they just kind of called up from the G squad. He might not even be with the team. Frank Kaminsky is still out. So yeah, it remains a $3,000 flat unless Check Diallo starts and it's Check Diallo for me, but that is the free square of the day. That is the 100% lock into your lineups and DraftKings messed up. But hopefully you enjoyed this video. Be sure to enter the contest over on Fantasy Draft. Link down below. Also, you can just go over to Twitter at DFS, and that's where the contest will be. Be sure to follow me over on Twitter. Hit the subscribe button here as we approach 20,000 YouTube followers. Appreciate that. And the notification bell. We're starting today our weekend contest. So if you listen all the way through to the podcast, all the way through here, it's only going to be a couple of you that know this, but the weekend giveaway for the podcast is going to be, and really all the content, but it's going to be, you get one entry for every podcast platform you subscribe on. Um, and then if you leave a review, you get an extra three entries. You can leave a review on Apple or Stitcher. The podcast platforms are linked up down below in the, the description. So the giveaway is $50. It ends on Sunday night. So be sure to get into there. If you're watching this on the YouTube version all the way at the end, you can also get in by heading over to the podcast page linked down below in the description. One entry is also from subscribing and hitting the notification bell. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Seems like a fun 10-game slate, maybe a little bit hectic. Stay tuned for the updates over on Patreon, and peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.